surround the stadium. Now he's digging deep. The crowd is roaring. Their hero is coming on. Will it be a fairy tale? Now it is cemented for Michael Diamond. And there in the middle, and the crowd erupts. Australia win! New world record! This is a famous victory, a magnificent performance. We have just broken the American stranglehold on this race. The roof is lifting off this stadium. The, the winner is, 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 is. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. G'day. Welcome to the Have A Go podcast once more for this special Olympics series. My name is Dave Edwards. I'm joined by Dane Eldridge. As always, Dane, welcome to the show, mate. Thanks for being here with me, mate. Again, Olympic spirit is high as per usual. Well, it is. That's right. And we're going to elevate the spirit even further today, mate, because we've got a special guest. He's going to join us for the entire episode. You might know him. He's been on pretty much, probably about 97% of episodes to date, Uh, but we're going to give him the full 30-minute quota this time. It is, of course, social commentator, comedian, and great friend of the Have A Go podcast, Luke Heggie. Heg, welcome. Oh, thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. Thanks for giving me a go. I appreciate it. Pleasure, mate. Unlimited goes for you, I've mate. I've said about the 3% I'm not on, but whatever. <laughs> we'll add you in in post. Don't worry. We've got to get that up to 100. Uh, mate, have you been watching Tokyo 2020? It's, you know, we, we weren't sure it was going to go ahead, but it has. Has it, has it, has it met your expectations so far? Oh, it's, it's overtaken them. Like, mm. the, you know, the feats in the pool alone have been fantastic. Craig Blackburn going off in the stands. It's been, yeah, <laughs> highlight after highlight. It's gold rush. I was wondering where he went. Yeah. Just wall-to-wall Bevins in a timeshare in Noosa, life crosses, that sort of thing. I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> Has we won enough gold medals to, to sate your desires? We've gone past my prediction. Well yep. past it. So, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Pick up the odd miscellaneous one or two where we'll be, we'll be all right. So, and is it met uh, in terms of your, your tax dollar output, mate? I know we all uh, pour over these figures. Mm, yeah. With a calculator as to how much of your uh, PAYG is going towards these people, I would think so. Uh, have they met your expectations in that yeah, regard? Just the morale in my household alone during mm. lockdown, has, uh, <laughs> it's been worth it. I hope everyone's happy. Yeah, that. And I think there was a it. recent productivity survey that's saying that we're actually, as a nation, more productive now um, as a result of these gold medals. So it's a boon to the economy. It's a boon to the national psyche. It's a boon to everyone. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. uh... Oh, good. We're all agreed then. Gold medals equal (laughs) just good things all around. Uh, So, mate, speaking of gold medals, uh, this episode is, of course, a reflections episode where, uh, for those who are just tuning in for the first time, we're inviting a special guest to the show to to basically share their favourite Olympic memory or memories. And it could be an obscure memory. It could be a high-profile memory. It could be something that touched you personally or or something that affected the whole nation. Um, I hear that you've got one or two. Do you want to... Do you want to kick things off with your first uh, Special Olympics memory, Heg? Well, yeah. I mean, besides golf and tennis, obviously the, the best sport at the Olympics has got to be decathlon. I mean, the Swiss mm. Army knife of mm. events. Why, why get the best at one thing when you can be a master of none of those things? Um, <laughs> could deeply relate to that, just being kind of mediocre at a lot of things but not really specialising at anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's like doing... I've done like seven TAFE courses that I haven't completed. Yeah, that's better <laughs> yeah. than one that's completed. So Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. tell you otherwise. Um, <laughs> many greats have been pretty good at 100 metres and mediocre at pole vault. So yeah. It's fine. If you're good at both of those things, there's something wrong. They're, not, they're very mutually exclusive skill sets in, in normal life, aren't they? Being able to throw a 
well, use a pole to jump really high and run really fast. Those those two things rarely coincide in real life. Well, yeah, plus a bit of a psychopath move. Like your first ever pole vault must be the most terrifying. How do you get started on that? That and ski <laughs> jumping, like your first one. <laughs> Again, I think it just comes back to what we've previously discussed, that a lot of these events just come from the fundamentals of escaping incarceration, mm. don't yes. they? So I think these people have just been trying to flee some kind of um, lockdown, et cetera, and they've just turned it into an Olympic career. Well, we're all trying to emulate prison with uh, <laughs> muscles, you know, people getting around with no belts on, that sort of thing. <laughs> a lot of belts in the, in the Olympics. They see those weightlifters with those straps around their, around their waist. Yeah, big belt. Big, big belt. Big, oh, big, big guy, emeralds. big belt. The... the um, the, the, like guts popping out your ass and that that's mm. that's what that's for, mm. from what I can gather I think it's probably too they, those kind of guys are always used to carrying bum bags as well um, yeah. so yeah they just want to replicate that feeling of being yeah. around just the some gym some supreme yeah. bum bag they bought at you know a Thai market bum mm. bags are bad it's just a nice a couple little pockets to fit all the vials in mm. I, it concerns mm. me in society to see that bum bags are not only back but they're being worn incorrectly yeah <laughs> How how incorrectly around the wrong way or no, over the shoulder like over like a oh, yeah. like a sat like a you know miscongeniality uh, sat <laughs> with with drugs in it. <laughs> um, but yeah uncontested in the eighties is 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 the eighties I suppose with the rivalry in the class of the decathlon and of course the greatest of all time arguably track athlete and field athlete. Um, and just an all-round top bloke, Daley Thompson. Um, mm. I, I'm not sure if you guys remember. You probably weren't born, to be honest. A, a, um, just a particularly golden day. After just winning mm. the gold for decathlon, backing up from Moscow uh, in LA 84. Right. Um, he was asked, hey, Daley, is this the happiest day of your life? And he said, I haven't been this happy since my grandmother caught her tit in a mangle. So, <laughs> what does that mean? It's like that every day, do you? Yeah, I don't even know what it means. It's a laundry. It's funny though. The laundry mangle. You know the the rollers that. You, oh, okay. You used to put your laundry through to dry them. Fuck me. Um, and his grandmother caught a breast in that, and it brought him joy. <laughs> yeah, there's. Yeah, right. Disturbing on a few few different levels. If there. he said that now, that would that would go viral immediately. Just the TikToks that would be created off the back of that clip. Fine. Yep, I don't even think you could get cancelled. This for just that. sounds like um, it. Is this even on video, or is this just kind of like a, a Wikipedia footnote? Like well, I'd like to in, see the clip. It's in print. I, I haven't seen the uh, clip. print media. There you go. Yeah. It's it happened then. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a deep fake that happened. If someone reported yeah. it in a broadsheet, it happened. Well, that's yeah, right. De- I mean, definitely not a deep fake. The next uh, element on the very same day, he's had a real day of it. This bloke, he's won a gold medal. He said that, mm. and then. Um, he, in the during the presentation uh, of his gold medal, his backup, rather than sing, cry, or put his hand on his heart, he whistled along to the British national anthem. <laughs> what a fucking rare unit! Yeah, <laughs> I love this bloke. He sounds like a yeah. Me too. He's, he's, he's got um, he's got like a sort of affable trade yeah, vibes, does. doesn't he? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, this is just my fucking well, so job. Far, so no, good. I'm just getting a medal on Smoko. Yeah, so far, so good. You might turn. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> hang on. 
Well, not this bit. This, the third part, he proceeded to publicly flirt with Princess Anne. So still on board, I assume. Yep. Uh, yep. 100%. Yep, still he didn't grope or anything, but he, you know, he's in her ear. Um, then at the press conference, uh, he took his jacket off to reveal a T-shirt which said, is the world's second greatest athlete gay? <laughs> and this is him being the best, obviously, yeah. according to himself and others. But this was in reference to Carl Lewis. Oh, Although, wow. when quizzed, Daly said, second best could be Carl Lewis, could be Jürgen Hingson, <laughs> referring to the happily married West German who finished second behind him in the decathlon. This bloke's just whistling all over the place, isn't he? He's just... He's trying to get viral. He thinks that social media is a thing. Yeah. He's trying to get his his name in the headlines. But, mate, you've already won, you've already won gold. What are you doing? What about those Uncle Toby's brand opportunities? You're potentially spoiling them. I mean, if that happened today, obviously corporates are frightened of getting into, you know, identity politics <laughs> and being associated. I and mean, we saw what happened with Israel Folau. Yeah. I'd be curious to know whether sponsors fleed him in droves. Well, different or time. perhaps the other way. Yeah, Attractive. different time. All he did was jeopardise a knighthood back then. But, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how Channel 7 went that day packing that all into the daily montages. Yeah. Because, um, <clears throat> you know, they've got a quota of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, 95% of uh, footage of parents needs to be fit in somewhere mm. throughout the day. But that's a bloody big day from daily, oh, isn't it? Cracker. Also, know, like, like back in the <laughs> 80s, Flirting with like royalty was a thing that sportsmen did. I know, like you'd, you'd meet the queen or whoever, yeah. you know, before a big match. You'd, you'd always see vision of like mm. Ian Botham or some larrikin, some British larrikin, uh, just you know, going a little bit too far, being a little bit too familiar mm. with oh. royalty. We remember Will Carling as well, mate, uh, English fly half, I believe it was, who was uh, had a dalliance with Princess Di, yeah, it was, was it, or was it one of them? A little further, but, um, yeah, it was just. Oh, Will. Yeah, it was just bloody, uh, it's just do your best, wasn't oh, absolutely. it? Absolutely. I remember Paul Keating touching the Queen's elbow and it was all over the tabloids. <laughs> he never lived that down, Keating. I think that's why he got Hands busted out of the next Queen. election. Yeah. Um, he was just trying to sell the GST. <laughs> Old uh, yeah. Daly's decathlon, though, to mm. date remains the flagship Commodore 64 video game surrounding the 10 track and field events showcased at the Summer Olympics. I don't know if you've ever played this, but many joysticks got destroyed trying to get that little pixelated yep. bastard across the line. <laughs> <laughs> I got RSI from playing that from through my earlier years. I didn't play that, but I it missed was. the joystick era of gaming. Mm. Today. Today's uh, generation wouldn't have been able to deal with those sort of joysticks. No way. Have a go. Well, I'm really pleased that the Queen has seen fit to award knighthoods in the Order of Australia to Prince Philip for his very long life. I was there around Christmas and I said to a fellow, I said, what are you going to do on Christmas? He said, well, I think I'll get up, Chrissy Day. Australian cuisine you guys invented when you started existed five minutes ago. Technically, all of your food is prison food. It's land you! It's land you! How much longer are we gonna put up with this shit?
Authorised by the Better Australia Movement and spoken by some lady we found on Fiverr.com. The Better Australia Movement is affiliated with the Better Australia Party, which sounds potentially xenophobic, but is really just a nostalgic longing for an idealised version of Australia that never actually existed. Australian tennis doubles legend, Brandon Woodstock. A great partnership requires trust. You need to know your teammate will be there in any circumstance. Whether in times of triumph, when the chips are down, or when you've blown all your cash up the wangers. That's why I always carry this, my Sandstone credit card. Sandstone credit cards are my most trusted teammate. That's because it's accepted the world over, even at cash-only massage parlours. Sandstone credit cards. Your only teammate that will always be there for you at a somewhat acceptable 3.1% interest rate. Sandstone credit cards are the unofficial 38.2% daily interest rate cash advance at the Tokyo Olympics. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. Mr. Packer, could you please state your full name and the capacity in which you appear this afternoon, please? Mr. Francis, Packer, I appear here. I am not evading tax in any way, shape, or Of course I am minimising my tax. And if anybody doesn't minimise their tax, they want their head ring. But as a government, I can tell you, you're not spending it. Well, we should be donating extra. I know also, we've been, we've been going on you know, about it pretty, pretty massively, yourselves included, but the year-in, year-out spectator sport of swimming has uh it's really mm. for australia in particular it's really come to the fore mm. and uh just the first week alone has been beyond our expectations simpleton big tooth queensland is staring at a black line what an <laughs> excitement machine um <laughs> someone didn't shake another bloke's hand once we're still talking about that we've yeah we're banging on for years about that leighton hewitt craig mclaughlin looking bloke you know rooting a, a handrail in the stands <laughs> last week um have we already handed out Australian of the Year this year? I think he probably should have got it. Mm. Oh, he'll, he'll be in line next year. It's, yeah. um, I, I particularly like, though, when it comes to swimming, people bending the rules. That uh, mm. I don't know if you remember that underwater dolphin kick of the 80s and 90s where blokes were doing backstroke and they'd just wriggle along the bottom line like snakes and then pop up at the end for a little peekaboo. Yeah. Turn around <laughs> and do it again. <laughs> do one stroke. Rolled the arm over once, so it meets. Yeah. Well, the underwater camera and yeah. you know elevated broadcast experiences killed that kind of yeah. subterfuge. Well, uh, the, was... the way that people used to get that extra one percent. Well, nothing. I mean, there's nothing in the rule book to say that you couldn't do that. You need to have a bloody good gawk at that rule book, mm. find a few loopholes or omissions. I um mm. might have flicked through the FINA rule book myself, and I think you'll find there's nothing in there about diving into lane eight with a harpoon. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best rule books for mine, Fina. Great read. Yeah, oh. I don't think I don't remember. Don't think Dean Boxall would be briefing his charges with that kind of information, would he? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just stay off his shoulder, and maybe if you tried shooting your opponent. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, probably the greatest quality of a swimmer, though, is is the improver for me, the hardworking improver, and uh, encapsulating yeah. this, both of these qualities, like none other, uh, before or since, is 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 the pride of Ireland. Michelle Smith, who yep. Uh, yep. In, in the mid-90s, in a couple of years, Smith managed to lop 20 seconds off her 400-metre IM time. Unprecedented. Right. Which is almost a whole lap, isn't it? Is, it's doing like a, a nearly lap. a whole lap quicker than you did before, which is incredible yeah. 
underdog well, sort of stuff. I mean, isn't other it? swimmers are trying to shave hundreds of seconds off their times. Here she is, yeah. <laughs> four seconds off her 200 IM time as well. Again, bloody hard work. <laughs> yeah, she came out of nowhere, didn't she? Because I, I, you know, I, I vaguely remember the name, but she was really, really dominant for for a period of time, wasn't she? An Irish swimmer. Are there, are there many Irish swimmers? Doesn't seem like the the kind of place that, no. yeah, you, you'd really breed swimmers. Ireland. Well, I jumped in the water in Ireland, and there's a good reason there are no swimmers there. My nuts are still making their way down from my stomach wall. Now <laughs> you don't swim there. Bad time. No. I believe they don't ex- even have a 50 metre pool in Ireland, um, which I've, I don't even know if that, that's startling to me. But I don't know if it's a joke or not, but it was on the internet, so obviously it must be true. But So she's even done it in the face of adversity where she's had to do extra kick oh, turns absolutely. A couple in of, the practice. A couple of rich people have got heated 12 and a half metre pools. She's had to do that. Um, her husband, though, Eric De Bruin, uh, whose sports idol happened to be Canada's Ben Johnson, um, he he spent some time on the sidelines from his uh, field specialties. He, um, he's quoted to say, who decides what is ethical? Is politics ethical? Is business ethical? Sport is by definition dishonest. Some people are naturally gifted. Others have to work very hard. Some people are not going to make it without extra help. So that was his stance mm. on drugs. It's hard to disagree, isn't it? Well, you're stating facts. Some people are good, <laughs> yeah, that's some right. are not. Well, I mean, it's just sport. It's just a little bit of gamesmanship, really. That's what he's sort yeah. of getting at on. Even show. though there are defined yeah. rules and and rule books and and things that you have to do in order to adhere to the competition rules, it's still just look. If you can get that extra edge, mate, that's life. It's the same as business. Do anything. <laughs> do anything. Get the deal. Yeah, it's it's only the ones who are willing to go the extra mile who will achieve. Eric. At this time, he was serving a four-year ban for being a drug cheat, and uh, right, some think that Michelle mm. said, "Well, you, you know, if you're not having that stuff, if you finish with that, I reckon I'll have some." <laughs> <laughs> Cupboard's full of it. You're not using it. It's going to go off in four years. We've got to get through it. It's like a bottle of wine that you've just got to get through. Yeah, I, I disagree, though. Obviously, <laughs> Michelle was just the best swimmer there. Um, oh yeah. Opening night, mm. she won the 400 IM three seconds faster than her nearest rival. So Jesus, with that tight, she's not doing it like lightly, is she? She, no. you, she could be a little bit mm. more covert with it. Just win by a second or oh, half man. a second. She's just gone fuck it. No, I win by three mm. seconds, twenty seconds. Don't yeah. care. Yeah, Eric was. Yeah, maybe maybe just switch off the outboard motor for the last mm. lap. Yeah. Um, just to try and cover your tracks I don't a know. bit. Eric was her coach, and even he probably said, "Look, slow down a bit, will you?" You don't cheat on high school exams. He's up love, Christ. Take it easy. You're making me look bad. Yeah, She's, yeah she knocked 19 seconds off her time from earlier that year to win mm. that. Yeah, <laughs> that is... Hell. Nothing to see no. here. No. Uh, took two more individual golds in the 96 games and a bronze behind our very own Susie O'Neill at, mm. in Atlanta there. Madam Butterfly. Madam Butterfly, mm. yes. Um does that implicate Madam Butterfly then? Uh, I mean, you know, she's uh, topping Michelle, who's you know, shaving, uh, you, know, you know, mere hours off her off her times. What's that well, say I about think, Susie? She's superfish, obviously. I think yeah, superfish is fine. But, um, I think we'll actually are. have to delete that, Dane, because you've said something potentially controversial against one of our greats. So we'll we'll make sure that we take that okay. out of the episode. I think she's fine. <laughs> I think um, Michelle just literally had to try and lay low. So I'm not going to get four gold. 
that would be a bit much. That'll yeah yeah, yeah. no no one asked any questions about three but four yeah oh, people four are going to start back in the Emerald Isle. Um, <laughs> she did have to lay low for a few years after that. Should have retired straight right. after those games, but didn't. Um, every time a tester came to see her, she was out. Probably at the pub at his island. Um, <laughs> eventually, in '98, they got her at her house, and yeah. uh, Eric stepped in and said, "Look, she can't give a piss sample. We're about to go on a holiday. She doesn't have time." Um, <laughs> well, it's going to be there's going to be a lot of traffic if we don't get on the road now. Yeah. To which the, t- the testers said, "Oh, okay. We'll go with you. Um, <laughs> just follow you around until she's ready." And then the happy couple said, "Okay, well." In that case, we'll cancel this holiday right now. And uh, she gave the sample, <laughs> and it came back indicating that she had a fatal amount of pure whiskey in her urine. And they said, "Well, that's amazing." Ah, <laughs> oh, she's, she's, she could, she could be a bit better at this. Yeah, she, she hasn't mm. really nailed it. Well, you know, you get caught by surprise. You got to pick up the toilet whiskey and just put a bit of that in. Have a go. Layers of thick milk chocolate mm. drizzled in honey mm. and packed with thick, chunky nougat. Mm. The all-new mm. Cadbury Erection. Seven and a half inches of luxurious sensory arousal. Mm. That'll have your taste buds thinking. They're in one of those special massage parlours, not recognised by Medicare. Treat yourself today to the bar that has all its competitors covering up like a demure accountant in the showers. Cabri Erection. The only chocolate on the market that comes with a prenuptial agreement. It's another huge night of action on your Olympic broadcaster, The Seven Network. Especially on our fourth string digital channel, Seven Backwater. You can't handle the truth. I'm a cop, you idiot. Coming up first at 6pm, time to take the road less travelled with America's struggling working class on Mountainside Truckers. Grab on to some, Jeff. It's about to get bumpy. I can't, Jeff. I'm holding too many loogies. Then after 25 episodes of New Zealand Cops, it's Indonesian Border Force. What do you mean this tap-out shirt is considered contraband? At nine, delve inside the sexy, fast-paced world of luxury real estate with parking spot moguls. <laughs> Diane's going to love sleeping here next to the Vespa. Then, octogenarian meth cooks of South Beach. And finally at midnight, back-to-back episodes of Lactose Intolerant Incels. Fuck knows what's on tonight. Here on Seven Backwater. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. Chinese have a traditional saying: "Don't be afraid, don't be afraid, just be afraid, just be afraid." Lukowen, Zhengzhan, for Chinese. There is nothing on earth to fear. There's only one thing to fear, and that is Kevin Rudd still speaking Chinese. Chinese. Best country in the world. So, mate, thank you very much for running us through those those two glorious moments. Um, I guess it brings up the question for mine about the Olympics and and whether the Olympics are dying. 
because you know if if we if we look at our olympians you know we used to worship them without question we used to just acknowledge these gold medals without question these these 20 second wins uh by a length without question yeah what happened to that well to be honest so until a couple of weeks ago when you called me i didn't even know they were on <laughs> uh, it's not a leap year no um, i uh i mean i couldn't have told you one name until I saw that, thank goodness, we were trundling Andrew Hoy out again Yeah, for the exciting mm. equestrian yep. events. He's in his 60s, Andrew. He's mm. he's an How older gentleman. Has he got left in him? Well, I think these are his eighth. I'm Sixth or eighth. Mm. Wow. So that's a lot. Fingers but, crossed he gets through to 2032 when we're bringing it home. Yeah. Well, there's yeah, a lot of retirement sure. villages up in Brisbane, so he should be able to just shuffle out one of them on the courtesy bus. Yeah, someone send him a pair of white sneakers, and we'll just um, base him out one of those Gold Coast um, retirement well, he needs villages. To practice too. I put him in one near Doombin so he can jump on and do a few laps <laughs> every Saturday. I was reading that Andrew's also he's not even based in Australia. He lives in um, in England and yeah. runs a horse stable over there. So that's pretty common man sort of. He's stuff, got one of those British Australian accents, like when you spend a bit too much time doing the London thing. Yeah. And then you kind of come yeah. back with that affected British accent. Well, I don't know where Which is very un-Australian. I don't know where he parks his cash, but he might be representing a Bermuda or a Bahamas by 2032. <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah, look, I mean, yeah, we're all looking forward to Andrew. But look, we have won some medals. We have won a fair few medals this Olympics. So it has, we've, we've had some success. But was there a tipping point to when we kind of stopped or... or Conversely, are we now back in love with the Olympics and our Olympians again because we've won so many golds? I think I think you know we pretty much uh, just magnet doodled our our way out of uh, the still knocks era of swimming, and now we're back <laughs> on the podium with good comebacks, great finishes, you know, growing long fingernails at the very right time uh, yeah. to finish off a race. I mean, <laughs> popping still knocks and flicking towels at each other like those blokes are doing. Decade yep. or so ago, with a wet corner, knock you know, knocking runs on the girls' rooms, cricket in the corridor, that sort of shit. Um, yeah, <laughs> Friday night at my house. But who's to say what these grown men should and shouldn't do? Leave mm. them alone. <laughs> well, it's certainly not me. It's probably yeah. Look, I mean, we but we do care, don't we? We're always interested in what they get up to. We're interested in the off-field stuff. Yeah. Um, should we be, or, or should we just celebrate gold unconditionally without acknowledging? how the gold was acquired, what the story is around it. Because we love human interest stories arguably more than the golds themselves. Well, I think when it comes to something like swimming, and I know there's more to the Olympics than swimming, but not for Australia, um, it is just that fucking boring that if you don't find some sort of human interest, what are you going (laughs) to talk about? It's just a bloke following a black line. Yeah. Oh, or a woman. Thanks very much, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, there are women in the Olympics? Okay. Yeah, they're allowed to do all sorts of stuff now. Fifteen hundred meters, in fact, first time that was. Uh, Is that right? Exciting. Yeah, do you see they even have heats for the fifteen hundred yeah. meters? I mean, fuck me, red tape. I mean, like, just <laughs> you should have to like you should have to qualify. You know, pre Olympics, just you just have to beat one of those. You have know that they have the world record line. They should just have the ghost of Kieran Perkins. Well, yeah, you have to you have to either beat him or get within fifteen seconds of him or something we should be we should just build and an extra large top the amount of corporate gigs he has afterwards and have hologram yep. superfish mm. out there doing yep. that making waves and you just follow him just retire yeah. that line lane eight just retire it like you retire a jersey number yeah yeah i think we That's should just right. yeah, get rid of lane eight forever 
celebrate Atlanta 96. <laughs> this is how, in, in Atlanta 96, this is how Michelle Smith actually got into an Olympics. Uh, she put her times in a bit late and mm. people were saying, oh, okay. oh, he's a fudged. I said, no, no, no. That's what she yeah. did back in Ireland. She's in. So there weren't, there weren't heats. <laughs> Hang on, she put her times in herself? Well, someone like her coach did. Oh, right, okay. Slash husband. Yeah, yeah okay. Sent them in. Said, yeah, yeah. she's yeah. done this. Just texted them in, yeah. Straight to the final, please. All the Olympics have always, like, results have been based on the honesty policy, yeah. haven't they? It's just, just tell, we won't keep the time. You just tell us and we'll just we'll just chuck it in and see how you go. It's like a silent option. Well, That's how Eric the Eel got in the Olympics. Just an email. Hmm. <laughs> Taking your own medal now—that's pretty much an honesty box system, isn't it? They just yeah. yeah I'll take is. this one, thanks. Yeah, take your pick. Yeah, mate. What about our kids? I mean, we've all got kids on this call. I mean, we live in a participation ribbon generation. Do our kids these days understand the sacrifice of what it is to be an Olympian? And I, I don't think kids really understand anything since we stopped bashing mm. them. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh, you've stopped. Hugs from. Not me personally. I'm talking about society as a whole. Hugs from your dad when you're a boy has never won a gold medal. And I will never be wrong there. Like, unconditional love does not produce true champions. No way. No. No No way. You need a hard-nosed bastard of a father to, in order to succeed Mm. in life. Look at tennis. You can't, Mm. you can't have a Mm. good bloke sitting there. Doesn't work. Um, On a serious note, though, it's probably high time we got a medal for fourth place, isn't it? Take it from there. Mm. Um, yeah, probably tin. <laughs> Bronze is already mostly copper. Yeah, so. <laughs> we could help them out with that. We got a lot of minerals. We could um, we could fashion a couple. Oh. And have you guys noticed as well? Just in the, the participation ribbon era is in full swing now with the shitload of dead heats that are happening in the pool. Mm. Uh, I don't know what's, yeah, it's uh, one or two, you know, you can put that down to luck, but we're into the five, six, seven, eight have occurred now. It's just so no one's feelings has, get hurt. Yeah. Has there been what a I mean? gold so, medal yeah, you know, yet? There, uh, there hasn't as yet, but, mate, there's a couple of days left to go and there's surely someone's going to kick up a stink well, at some that's point. That's a great question. Has there ever been a gold medal dead heat? I think... Um, oh, there has, has. Yeah, there has been in the past. Yeah, yeah I think they've yeah. probably... Which is very... So that's cuck. Yeah, it's... Yeah. You, you should have to do happen. something to get, yeah, like a penalty shootout or a fucking scissors, paper, rock, something. Well, do something. Sure, yeah. I think they just make sure it doesn't happen anymore. They haven't got two gold medals sitting in that box. Like when, when Phelpsy was going just... for his eight and they weren't going to let that not happen, that Hungarian beat him. They said, yeah. nah, we'll just yeah. give it to Phelps, just swap it over. You could just, just with the box, just <laughs> open the box and see who gets there first, like the last chocolate in a favourites box. I'd, I'd like to see the scab <laughs> grab come back myself. Yeah. <laughs> Throw them all up, see what happens. Well, maybe they could just like tie break with who can um, hold their breath underwater the longest, which was we know with um, Phelps's love of a bong that he was certainly would have come out oh, on yeah. top there. Um, yeah. All right, so we'll wrap things up. But I mean, what can we do, if anything, to ensure that the Olympics remain relevant in today's society? Well, I would think uh, diversity, just getting the best best people for the job in there, the best of the best. One of my pet events at the Olympics as a spectator has always been the 25-metre rapid-fire pistol discipline in the shooting. And <laughs> not once have I tuned in and seen a disgruntled 14-year-old American boy who's just had his head flushed gracing my screen. It's too many jobs for the boys. <laughs> <laughs> so They've always got a bowl cut, don't they, too? Those guys. Yeah, that's oh, what you got to look out for. Oh, bowl guns. Not a good combo. Yeah. I think <laughs> no, like no. diversity of events as well. Like, we, you know, we want to peak our interests this year all well and good but those swimmers will be retired 
in in two years. They mm. don't. Yep. They don't live long, as far as I know. No, they're um, a bit long in the tooth, aren't they? Because it's been five years between games, so they're a bit older than normal. Yeah, when they're born and bred <laughs> for it, it was on a four-year mm. schedule. Yeah, uh, the engineering. It's throwing the whole lab. population schedule out when you're breeding Olympians. When you're thinking about having a kid, yeah, people have got to reconsider mm. when they do that now because it's all been thrown out. One thing that doesn't really mm. succumb to ageism as an event, and if we could put it in there, would be just flipping houses or selling houses. Yeah, um, <laughs> we'd all tune into that, and and we do. Just the ratings a, in Australia would be off the charts. Oh, greediest little shit from every city <laughs> with a clipboard and a stupid haircut. Get them on selling houses. Winner, ratings winner. Selling houses in every specific territory, like selling houses in West Africa, selling houses in continental Europe and Australia. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful format idea. I think you could just whack these people somewhere unannounced and go, there it is, go sell it. Yeah. See how you go. Yep. Yep. And, uh, it's got to be like the tennis circuit. You know, it's got to be different surfaces. You know, you can't have be the Rafa Nadal of, of sales, um, you know, just because you're doing it easy in bloody eastern suburbs of Sydney, but then you go to the Alice Springs or something oh, and sure. you, you know, couldn't sell yeah. a brass right just a Just a land yeah. and home package in western Sydney. It's not the same as an apartment overlooking Bronte. Yeah. No, that's right. You've got to be an oh, all-rounder. It's easy to sell a, you know, a, a beachside property with a view. Try selling something that's about to fall into a sinkhole. That's where you see your, your true <laughs> champions getting up a market right. price for that. That's adversity. Content blocked by the International Olympic Committee on copyright grounds. Content blocked again. Fuck. Lads, get a license. Tokyo! Yeah!